It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, wrapping up the week together. I guess it's Friday. It's hard to tell what day of the week it is at this point. But here we are. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Coming up on today's show, we Auburn uh, Auburn got a new football commitment for the 2021 class. We'll talk about what's next with Auburn basketball recruiting when you look at life after Jalen Green. And we may get to some listener questions as well. Moving that microphone around. What's going on, dude? Uh, usually it doesn't make a lot of noise, and today I'm, I apologize. No, it's fine. It's fine. Before we jump into all that, I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Fetch Me. I know for me, I'm going to want to get home this afternoon and not leave the house for a few days. And Fetch Me is going to make that a much more enjoyable process. I'm looking forward to it. You can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. They have contact-free delivery. You also can buy masks when you order. You can just add a mask to your order to, to you know help, help out with this COVID-19 pandemic. And they make social distancing easy. And so use them. Also, it supports local businesses, both Fetch Me, who's a local Auburn business, as well as the restaurant and the business that you order from. So once again, promo code Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. That's the Fetch Me app, free in your phone's app store, or fetchmedelivery.com. All right, so Auburn got a new commitment. The fourth member of the 2021 class. We'll look at the whole class in a moment, but Jamarian Gooch is his name. Massive dude. One of the largest tackles in the country. Six, seven and a half, 358 pounds. That is a ginormous human. Yeah, the guy's absolutely massive. And this is before his senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a 16, 17 right now. And he's six seven three fifty. Yeah. That's just. Six, seven and a half. Let's give him. I'm so sorry. Let's give him all that. Jamarian. He deserves it. Uh, Jamarian. Jamarian. Jamarian Gooch. Three-star out of Seymour, Tennessee, goes to King's Academy, announced on Twitter last night. So this is Jack Bicknell's first commitment for the 2021 class, and Gooch is the number 27 player in the state of Tennessee. He held offers from Colorado, FSU, Miami, Oregon, South Carolina, USC, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. So Auburn finally gets their tackle. There's all this talk about Auburn not getting high-quality tackles. And Gooch is a three-star. I think a lot of people are not going to be super excited about that um, just from the fact that, you know, well, he's, he's not a four or five-star. He's a three-star. This guy, to me, I see this being similar to guys that Auburn have, has added early in past classes that were three-star when they committed to Auburn, and then they commit to Auburn, and they get more attention, and they get better over the course of the senior year, and they get that four-star, then it's like, oh, Auburn was in from the get-go, and other schools kind of you know, increase their push. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So that's, that is what uh, it seems like to me. And as far as a frame and raw ability, I mean, his frame's there. He's Look, six, you, seven and a half. Yeah, you can't teach a guy to be six, seven and a half, 358 pounds, uh, like you said. And he looks good, too. I mean, it's not like, you know, you hear almost 360, like, you think this is, you know, this big overweight guy, but he carries it really well. Like he, it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge obstacle for him. Now, I do think he's going to need to play less than that when he plays at Auburn. But I mean, right now, I mean, he's still he's still figuring out how big his body is. You know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you don't know what you know where his starting point was. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I'm pumped for him because he's got an incredible name. <laughs> sure. Um, the last name kind of speaks for himself, and when you said his first name, it reminds me of uh, the the R&B star Omarion. He does R&B, right? I no, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Omarion is? No. I'm pretty sure he sings Icebox. Okay. I got an icebox where my heart used to be. How about that? I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. Is that what that's from? Yeah. Is I, that so, you haven't heard the, you have to have heard that song. I don't think so. Seriously? What's it called? All right. Icebox. I'll just I'll, let me look up some Omarion. I can't believe you don't know who the Omarion is. <laughs> Hold on. Let's look it up. YouTube Icebox. No, I've never heard that before. I have never heard that before once in my life. All right, that's cool. Whatever. Really? All right, no, let's move on from that. So looking at the 2021 class, <laughs> there's four-star defensive tackle Lee Hunter, which is a little ridiculous. He was a five-star, then he commits to Auburn. They took out you know that, that, that last star, which is so dumb. Four-star running back. Do you think that's why they did it? Um, I think there's a lot of politics involved with the difference between four stars and five stars. So you, so you don't think that it's just because Auburn got him? I think if he was still uncommitted, he would be a five star. Got it. Uh, four star running back Armani Goodwin, three star safety Philip O'Brien Jr., and now three star tackle. Jamari and Gooch. So with Gooch's commitment, Auburn jumps from the number 33 class to the number 25 class, according to 247 Sports. What are your thoughts on the class so far? I mean, I think the most important guy has got to be Jamarion Icebox Gooch. Sweet. The Icebox. Yeah. The Icebox is committed to Auburn. All right. That's fine. We can go ahead and start with that. That's cool. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. All right. Coming up, I want to talk about Jalen Green. Commitment, um, I guess lack thereof, to Auburn and what he's going to do um, or what Auburn's going to do moving forward. So that's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, looking at life past the recruitment of Jalen Green. Jalen Green yesterday took $500,000 to play ball uh, by, from the NBA through the G League. Um but the G League is giving him $125,000 scholarship to go wherever. Uh, that is according to at Brady Logan on Twitter. So there's a lot of people saying like, well, you know, don't you want to go to school? Don't you want to go to school? He has that option if he wants to. Um, so looking at life past Jalen Green, everybody's like, okay, well, cool. Greg Brown's announcing soon. So let's everybody zone in on the Greg Brown hype. And now it seems like it's almost going to happen where I think the favor for him now is for going pro based on some of the things I've read. So we will see. It seems like he has a $400,000 offer to go pro and either play in the G League or across seas. So we'll see if that happens. 
Um, and then there's no guarantee. I mean, uh, I'm still seeing heavy Texas lean, which he dissed Texas on his Instagram um, last week. But I don't know. Whatever. This stuff is wild. I don't love recruiting. And this is why. Because this is like, I don't know what he's going to do. I have no idea. I would take the money. I'm not going to be mad at a kid for taking $400,000. Yeah. I don't know. The G League thing doesn't make a ton of sense to me right now based on what I've read about the program that they're doing and stuff. Because um, it's not like they're just signing and like going and joining a G League team. It's mm-hmm. they're like creating a team for them and they're not playing a full schedule. And I don't know. But um, hopefully Greg Brown comes to Auburn. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, they're also looking at three star Dylan Cardwell. 247, um, they cited a source close to the program saying that Auburn's going after him. 6'10", 220, a senior. He's a Georgia guy, plays in McCarran. Seems like Auburn gets there, all the players that go to McCarran. So that is um, that is exciting. Auburn's also all in on J.D. Davidson. He is from Lido Hatchie, Alabama. That is south of Montgomery. Um, goes to Calhoun. He's a 2021 guy, so this would not be uh, for this year. But five-star point guard. Also, Auburn is looking at Jabari Smith, a 2021 guy. He is a five-star power forward, 6'10", 210, um, from Tyrone, Georgia. Goes to Sandy Creek High School. And then Auburn's looking at the top player in the 2021 class, Jonathan Kaminga, 6'8", 205. Um, is he the one that just reclassified? Yeah, yeah. So he, 2020? Yeah, so he's really a 2020 guy. Um, but yeah, five-star small forward. He, he put out his top 10 some time ago, and Auburn was in the top 10. I think it's ridiculous when they do that, but they can do whatever they want. It's their life. But... He tweeted earlier this week, I think it was two days ago on the 15th, he said, hey, top five coming soon. My prediction is Auburn, Duke, FSU, Georgia, and Kentucky. That is my prediction for the top five. I'll say that again. Auburn, Duke, FSU, Georgia, and Kentucky. Well, how lanky is he? Because if he's a really lanky guy, you know he's going to FSU. He is 6'8", 205. Yeah, I mean... He looks like a fit dude. I need an arms measurement here. Oh, gotcha. Because you know those Leonard Hamilton teams always... Every year, it's like, oh, man, this team's really long, really athletic, really mm-hmm. long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just amazing to me that Auburn's going after all these five stars, and they're in the thick of it. It's just, it is crazy to me how far this team has come. And Bruce Pearl's almost like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's competing for the best guys in the country. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Where is Kaminga from? Uh, you Do know, you that, that? that's the one where I didn't write it down. I'll look it up. You continue. Uh, I just... I mean, I was pretty much done with basketball. You're dragging this one out. Let's see. Jonathan Kaminga is from Huntington Prep School. Where do you think that is? Huntington Beach. That would be my guess. Oh, he's from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Huntington, West Virginia. Hmm. All right, then. So there's that. There's that. I bet he goes to Duke. Because why would you not go to Duke? Because you could come to Auburn. It's a much better place. Um. All right. Cool. Cool. I, I Auburn's just got to put more guys in the league consistently. Yeah. That that's really what it comes down to. When you're when you're getting these guys that are locks to be in the NBA in like a year after they commit, you just need to do it more. Auburn is gonna after this draft, they'll have two guys. Mm. Maybe Austin Wiley makes it into the second round. I don't think he's going to, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's amazing that we're at this point, though, where it's like, oh, there's a chance he's in their top five for the best player in the class. Like That is fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's wild. I mean, we talked about it with uh, with uh, JT Thor when it was like, what were his options? Do, uh, his final three was Auburn, UCLA, and Oklahoma that's State. That's what it was. And we were saying that it we like why like, is Oklahoma State in there? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's just um, it, it, it. You're right. It's wild. It's incredible to think about. It's it's Bruce Pearl has done an incredible job. I think we uh, you'd be hard pressed to find someone out there who. Um, doesn't think that Bruce Pearl has done an incredible job at Auburn. All right, let's do uh we got two listener texts. Ooh, little texting text. Should we jump on that? Sure. Sweet. All right, you can text or call us. We prefer calls, but we can totally receive texts, and I'll print them out, and I'll read them. Unless they're to me. I prefer texts to calls. All right. I don't like talking. Yeah, you hate it when I call you. You hate it. I don't hate it. You always seem annoyed when I call you and you answer. You can call or text us at 205-502-4285. We, uh, we really appreciate it. And during this time, we need as much help with content as possible. It means a ton. All right, so uh, I don't know who this one's from, but it says, Hey, guys, I have an idea for a list y'all could do. The most Auburn plays in Auburn history. What do you think that means? The most Auburn plays in Auburn history. Is that like the kick mm. six? Is that an Auburn play? Or is it like fourth and two against Clemson and you do a toss sweep to Chandler Cox? Is it like um, if Robinson Threesy would have accidentally tripped Chris Davis, is that an Auburn play? <laughs> or is it the uh, the prayer injured in the hair? Mm-hmm. Um, without putting much thought into it, I would think the most Auburn play <laughs> would actually be the Michael Dyer run, the natty. Yeah. It was like, oh, all right, that happened. Yeah, uh, we've been. How about the uh, um, the 2010 season? The uh, the made kick in overtime by Clemson, and then Clemson has a snap infraction, and they have to back up five yards and kick it again, and the guy misses, and Auburn mm-hmm. wins. That's a pretty Auburn play. Then there's the other side of it in 2014 against Mississippi State, when. Uh, Auburn fumbled, and then Cameron Artis Payne has all 10 fingers around the football, and they ruled it a fumble that Mississippi State got, and we ended up losing that game. That's mm-hmm. the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Mississippi State game when... <laughs> the 3-2 they, game? <laughs> they stopped um, Nick Fitzgerald at the goal line, but they ruled that he got in, and then at the other end... <laughs> The opposite happened uh-huh. Auburn looked like they scored and they ruled that they didn't. Or um, Mississippi State where the offense is struggling all game and then Darius Slayton's wide open and Jarrett Sidham overthrows him by 20 yards. How about the Mississippi State game where it's number three against number two and the first play from scrimmage or whatever, Nick Marshall fumbles or throws it, turns the ball over. They turn the ball over in like two of their first three possessions. Yeah. That was 2014. I was there. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. That was 13. No, it was 14. No, it was 14. It was 14. You're right. I was there. You're right. I was there too. I'm just an idiot. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's do the other text. Um, Hi, my name is Cody. I'm a 16-year-old from Mississippi. Speaking of Mississippi State. Hey, Cody. And I've been listening to the podcast for over the past year. I am a huge Auburn fan, born and raised on. But my question is, do you think this year's Auburn football team will have a chance to win the national championship and slash or win the SEC championship and make a New Year's Six Bowl game? Thank you for reading this. Love the show. And I check it out every day. War Eagle. First off, thank you. Second off, I'm surprised your phone didn't make you use more periods and commas there. Since this is a text and not an email. That's why I had to read it really slow. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all just one chunk of text. Um... I think Auburn's got a lot of upside, Cody. I think you got to sure up some things on the defensive front, which we're assuming that Auburn is going to do that. As far as Auburn taking the next step offensively, I think that's what it comes down to. I think Auburn's defense is going to be stout. I think they're going to be a top half defense in the SEC. I think they'll be a top four defense in the SEC. And then the big question is, can Auburn be a top four offense in the SEC? And if the answer to that is yes, they've got a shot. They need lightning to strike. We've seen that with Auburn making it to the Natty a few years ago in 13. And then um, in 2010, we've seen that if Auburn has good quarterback play, they're going to be in it at the end of the year with Cam, with Nick, even with Jarrett Stidham in 17. I mean, Jarrett Stidham was a great quarterback in 2017. I mean, even with Sean White in 16, they were, I mean, they were in it. They played in the they Sugar made, Bowl. Yeah, they made it to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, so... I think if Auburn has good quarterback play, it's it's going to be there. The big question is, can can Bo learn from last year? I think he's going to be. I, I think uh, I think Bo Nix has a chance to be the best quarterback in the SEC next year. I'm a little higher on Bo going into next season than a lot of people are, but I I just have a good feeling about it. Now he needs help. Mm-hmm. Seth Williams can help him. I don't know. I don't really like any of the other wide receivers right now. I think I think we need guys to step up. I think losing Sal Cannell is going to be a bigger deal than we think it's going to be. Can Cheser Jackson do that role? I don't know. I don't know if he can or not. Can Zach Farrar step up? Juco guy didn't play a whole lot last year. He's huge. He could be a big physical presence on the outside, but the way Malzahn's offense works is Seth Williams is going to be the guy out there. Do you move Seth Williams around? Do you let him play more on the inside? Do you move him left to the right and all that? I don't know. I don't know what you do, but whatever you do, I think the coaching staff, Malzahn and Morris, and we'll throw Cody Burns in there since he's the wide receiver coach, you have to come up with ways to scheme these guys open because outside of Seth, I don't trust any of them right now to be good enough to consistently get them open without help from the offensive scheme. And that's not a bad thing. That's fine. You know what you got going into the season. Um yeah, so that's, that, that's kind of where I'm at. What do you think to Cody's question? Can Auburn win the SEC or the Natty um, next year? Uh, well, first of all, I think their chances of getting to the playoff um, really increases if they win the SEC. 
Um, that's fair. Unless you're, Al- I think mm-hmm. Alabama is the only people that can pull that off. LSU did it once too, I think. Well, that was in the BCS. That that's true. Count. That's true. Um, <clears throat> that was a joke. It wasn't funny. I'm going to look at it from a slightly different perspective. Um, all of the best teams in the SEC from last year are replacing quarterbacks uh, except Florida, who if right. Auburn plays, they'll have to play in uh, the SEC championship game. I think Florida's going to be really good next year. I do too. Yeah. Um, I think they win the East. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it, it stands to reason that Auburn would have a great chance because Alabama's got to replace Tua. It, it looks like it's going to be Mac Jones, especially with you know, the, the freshman not having spring ball, yeah. um, to come and compete and learn. Um, so you don't really know what he's going to be and especially what he's going to be when he doesn't have, uh, four wide receivers that are better than everyone else on the field. Um, and then when you move on to LSU, you have no idea what that team's going to be. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have nine guys get drafted in the first two days of the draft. Um, everyone left that team, yeah. probably for a good reason. Uh, and they lost <coughs> Joe Brady, who was the, the mastermind behind everything. And so I hate how late Auburn plays them. Yeah. Because they're going to find themselves by then. I think. Presumably, yeah. Um, the flip side, though, is they get Georgia early when mm-hmm. Georgia, or early-ish, when Georgia may not have found their their full stride with their transfer quarterback coming in, a guy who had limited success at Wake Forest. Yeah, I and, think uh, I think Auburn's going to break that trend in Athens this year. I feel really good about it. Yeah, so it's basically, for me, it's like, this is a... The West seems wide open this season. Plus, you got two new head coaches in Mississippi um, and another one in Arkansas. Uh, Texas A&M loves to do their whole up and down thing. You never really know when they're going to show up and, and light the world on fire for one or two games, and then I'm just not I'm just not sold on A&M right now. Well, Kellen I, Mond is just not. Well, Kellen Mond is he's got like the highest highs and the lowest lows of any quarterback I've ever seen. He's back, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's not a good thing. It's just wild because some like some of the throws he made when they played Auburn were just absolute dimes. I mean, they were incredible. And then he turned. That was around arguably and, like his best performance of the year. Yeah, passing wise. And then he would turn around and just like sail one like eight feet over his ear, and you'd be like, "What? How, how is this possible? How mm-hmm. I, I'm just just makes me happy that I'm not an A and M fan because it would drive me insane. So I I really think the West is wide open. Yeah, like being an Auburn fan's a lot different. But at least like. I just mean from that the that inconsistency perspective when that's fair. You like with Bo, you pretty much knew what to expect after about halfway through the season, and you saw him improve through the rest. But um, I, to answer the question, I think the West is wide open. You win the West, you're in the playoff, right? You certainly think so. Yeah, I definitely would think so. And I'm sorry, I guess I should clarify. When you're in the SEC, if you win your division, you're basically in an eight-team playoff. Mm-hmm. That's true. You win the conference championship, you're in, and then the two-game playoff. Right. And then you probably play Alabama again. After that, right? They're just, they yeah. just show up after. It's they like get there the, no matter what. It's like the final boss. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you have to defeat me one more time. You right. win the national championship, and then they walk onto the field, and they're like, no, no. <laughs> you like, thought oh, you, that was Oh, it. you think you're done? All right, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Couch Pap Tato.
Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. Follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will be back on Monday to recap the weekend. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. This, say it again. Go vote. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for sure. Go vote in the uh, the bracket. We'll, um, gosh, we, we figure out who advances into the championship matchup. So, yeah, be sure to check that out as well. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.